Google is having to apologize again over its AI-powered chat box, Gemini. So what happened and what's next for the new technology? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, Donald Trump easily defeated Nikki Haley in South Carolina's Republican contest. Now the GOP is shifting its attention to Michigan. But first... Google is having to apologize again over its AI-powered chat box, Gemini, this time after users pointed out that the bot wouldn't confirm that pedophilia is wrong. The bot also couldn't say that Hitler was worse for society than Elon Musk. For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Hey, Oz, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So a lot of uproar from users after Gemini couldn't make some pretty basic distinctions. What exactly happened mm-hmm. here? So unlike uh, OpenAI and a variety of other AI tools that are out there, Google had implemented some sort of DEI type policy um, across the board. And, and this turned into absolute comedy at the end of last week. So when... <laughs> When Gemini was asked to render images of 17th century um, leaders from Europe, it turned everyone black. And then in certain cases had, you know, uh, black people in 17th century garb eating watermelon, right? Just just ridiculous things. Uh, When it was asked, uh, would it be okay to misgender someone to um, prevent uh, a world war? Uh, The answer was no. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that that have been coded in by Google staff uh, to make this, I guess, DEI friendly. But in reality, what they're doing is they're they're turning out perjurious results. But the strangest thing altogether was when when it was asked to render anyone who was white or Caucasian, it started spitting things out, saying that you know this is perhaps biased and we can't render these things. It just absolutely refused wholesale. So, you know, Elon Musk had reached out to Sundar Pichai and had, had tweeted about this. Um, he, you know, it was, uh, Google is apologizing. Uh, but the the big challenge, I think, that you have here is that the Gemini tool set is supposed to underpin every single Google product, including Gmail, including the Google Workspace products, including Google products that you're using inside of businesses. So, you know, if you have this kind of pejorious intent from the company to begin with, what is this going to mean for, you know, your your tools that you're using on the everyday basis? And secondarily, who's actually policing the AI? Because it sounds like instead of it just having been trained on models, it actually has policies that are implemented that prevent it from rendering things that are either historically accurate or factual based upon what its overseers want. And this is something that's been talked about a lot, that it could be very dangerous in terms of the results uh, and the data that it's going to be giving back, especially to younger people. So, you know, when we're looking at this, it's a string of controversies. And now Google plans to relaunch the product soon. Uh, do you think that this is just accepted as as a reboot eventually? I think what we're looking at is that you're going to have an opportunity to see 
people dumping a variety of these big tech companies um, inside of the next 12 months if these things aren't fixed. You know, at the end of the day, if, if I ask about something that's historically uncomfortable, but it happened, I want to get the actual results on it. And what we're seeing is beyond Gemini, we're seeing, you know, chatbot spam uh, from AI chatbots inside of Google search results. We're seeing challenges with other Google products that are using the Gemini AI engine. And then there's long-term concerns about what's going to happen if they don't fix this appropriately. Uh, these are policy issues. Okay, Let, let's be very specific about this. These policy issues were decided by someone at the top at Google, and they were implemented on the AI, telling the AI can only do things and operate in certain ways. This is very similar to the, the mess that happened with Microsoft's Cortana several years ago when they rolled that chatbot out. And after gleaning, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, 4chan-like content, it started spitting things out, you know, about Hitler and World War II that were just very, you know, disadvantageous and just awful. Um, so, you know, it's it's there's a balance that has to be sort of put together here in between the expectations of the clients, the citizens that are using this, and the technology company that obviously wants to push some sort of a DEI perspective, but is doing it in a way that that's almost malicious. So do you think that this issue is fixable or will this just always be a part of using AI? Um, on Google's part, it's fixable. They're going to have to roll back all of the policy changes that they implemented. But then the bigger question becomes, do you trust Gemini, right? And do you trust Google products? Specifically, when they're changing their terms and services as well, to say that if you create content that is against their sort of, you know, morality guidelines and those guidelines are, are largely whatever they decide inside of their DEI constructs that they're not really sharing with the general public. Um, there is risks that this, these AI tools that are now scanning everything that you're doing in the workspaces could turn off your work could limit you from doing things. Um, and, and that's where I think in the next 12 months, we may be looking at, you know, a, a shift from big tech to new tech. And this happens, you know, every 20 years. We saw this with Web 1. We're seeing it inside of Web 3 all over again. Um, and I think that's what we might be looking at. A, a lot of folks, you know, they'll just take it. They'll, they'll be like, well, this is what it is. This is the best we can get. Uh, but I think that there's a fair amount of users out there that are going to want the truth. And they're going to want that unvarnished truth, no matter how ugly it is. Now, the senior vice president said that they can't promise that Gemini won't occasionally generate embarrassing and inaccurate or offensive results, but that he promises that they will continue to take action whenever they identify an issue. Is that good enough? You know what? It's lip service. I mean, it's it's almost as awful as this compact that was signed in uh, Munich last week between all of the AI companies, the social media companies, uh, IBM, a few other folks saying, um, you know, we're, we're going to try and prevent uh, all of the maliciousness from AI inside of the electoral process. But, that, you know, no plans about implementing staff to do this or, or what's actually going to happen. It's just kind of a promise. And so well, that's what you're getting here, in essence, is you're getting another promise from Google. Um, it's lip service at best. Uh, I think we'll have to take a wait and see approach to this and see what comes out. But I think the longer term impact is how does this affect other Google products you use? 
Well, we'll definitely be watching and uh, look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks so much, Oz Sultan. Thanks for having me. Donald Trump easily defeated Nikki Haley in South Carolina's Republican contest. The former president has extended his winning streak as he marches toward a third consecutive presidential nomination and a rematch with President Joe Biden. Former U.S. President Donald Trump cruised to another primary win on Saturday, easily beating lone rival Nikki Haley in her home state of South Carolina. He had close to 60 percent of the vote, with 99 percent of expected ballots tallied, according to pollster Edison Research. There's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like this. It was the Republicans' fifth nominating contest in a campaign Trump has dominated from the outset, despite facing dozens of criminal charges. The big win will bolster calls from Trump's allies that his last standing rival, Haley, should drop out of the race. But the former South Carolina governor appeared to have outperformed expectations, with Trump's 20 percentage point margin smaller than opinion polls had earlier projected. My whole goal for running is because you have a majority of Americans who are saying they don't want Donald Trump and they don't want Joe Biden. So as long as you have a majority of Americans saying, please give us a choice, I'm going to continue to fight. I am not going anywhere. Haley continued to insist she would fight on, at least through Super Tuesday in March, when Republicans in 15 states and one U.S. territory will cast ballots. And we're headed to the Super Tuesday states throughout all of next week. However, Trump has already been campaigning as though he was the official GOP presidential candidate as he focused his attacks on Democratic incumbent Joe Biden. Before flying to South Carolina to watch ballot returns on Saturday, Trump did not mention Haley once as he addressed a gathering of conservative activists near Washington, mocking Biden and again claiming political persecution. I stand before you today not only as your past and hopefully future president, but as a proud political dissident, I am a dissident. With a massive lead in national opinion polls, Trump could effectively clinch the nomination by mid-March if he continues to win primaries at the same pace, just in time for his first criminal trial, scheduled to begin on March 25th in New York City. Nearly a third of those who voted in South Carolina's Republican primary said Trump would not be fit for the presidency if he was convicted of a crime, according to an exit poll conducted on Saturday by Edison. Yemen's Houthis targeted a U.S.-flagged, owned and operated oil tanker in the Gulf of Aden. Officials say the move comes after U.S. and British forces carried out strikes against more than a dozen Houthi targets. The Houthi military said on Sunday they targeted an American oil tanker in the Gulf of Aden in solidarity with Palestinians in Gaza, coming as U.S. and British forces said they carried out another round of strikes against the Yemeni militants on Saturday. In a televised speech, a military spokesman for the Iran-backed Houthis, Yahya Sarraya, said their navy targeted the U.S.-flagged, owned and operated commercial ship MV Tom Thor, while the Air Force targeted American warships in the Red Sea with drones. The Yemeni armed forces will not stop unless the aggression stops and the siege on the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip is lifted, he said. The U.S. Central Command said in a statement on X, its forces shot down an anti-ship ballistic missile that was likely targeting the oil tanker, adding that the vessel was not damaged. 
Britain's Defence Ministry released video on Saturday said to show Typhoon fighter jets and Voyager tanker aircraft in operation for the latest round of joint military action against the Houthis. Countries involved said in a joint statement the strikes were aimed at 18 militant targets across eight locations in Yemen. The United States and Britain have redesignated the Houthis as a terrorist group after they began targeting commercial vessels in November to protest Israel's war on Gaza. The U.S. has carried out near-daily strikes against the Houthis, but have so far failed to halt the attacks, which have upset global trade and raised shipping rates. Stay with us. More ticker coming up.